if you are a small team or a one person team, um, this, the, I, the idea here is you don't need to wear all the hats. Uh, again, going back to my book reference, uh, you know, you don't have to be the website builder and the video editor and the, you know, instructor and the, you know, finance person, all that kind of stuff. You uh, can definitely switch roles and, uh, you know, become something that actually lights your fire inside of your business. And so it was a weird permission structure. I mean, it sounds so obvious when you're talking about it like this, but we were stuck in this uh preconception that, you know, well, Leslie started the company, so therefore she's clearly the CEO. And then my history, my background is operations, so I must be the COO, you know, and and what we what we identified was it that wasn't serving the business. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the entrepreneurial conversation I had with Kareem Walsh in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, well, you can pause this. You can find it, listen to it, and just put this up in the queue next. There's like a way to go play next. Or you can listen to this, go listen to that one, or you can start any order you want. This is your life. And we are just here to help you be it till you see it. It's true. (laughs) It's it's literally what we're here to do. Okay, hun, guess what's happening? Tell me. Oh, you know. I know. It's coming up in five days. Five days. All right, y'all. I am on a mission. I'm on a mission because I want to help you be it till you see it. And I know that it is so easy to be inspired to hear all these takeaways and then go to put things in action. And then some days you don't feel motivated to do what you want to do. And other days you just feel like the world's against you. And also there's that whole situation on how long does it take to like make this become something that's routine. So I have to think about it because decision fatigue. And anyways, I'm about to blow your mind for free on September 7th in our myth busting habits webinar. Again, it's free. It is on September 7th. There is a three day replay and y'all can join me on this hopefully live. I really hope so. We try to pick a time that most parts of Australia are awake. Sorry, Perth. I just don't even know what time zone you're on. I love you. And I really am trying, but if I go too much later, then we lose all of Europe, all of it. And so uh, this is the best we can do. It's a one hour webinar. You go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash habits. That's onlinepilatesclasses.com slash habits to sign up for this free webinar. Plural. I'm, yeah, it's plural. Yeah. Yeah. It's also in the show notes. Just click the link in the show notes. You just do the little swipey up thing and like hit it and you can well, sign in. It's because it's free. You don't even have to have your credit card handy. You can do this on your phone. Then set a time to watch it. If you're not going to watch it live with us, because there's a three day replay only, yes. um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I want you to join live if you can, because I, w- I would like you to, to say this is what I've been trying to make happen and I can't make it happen. Let's break it down. We're going to have time to do that with everyone's uh, desires. So anyways, I'm ready. 
I'm excited. I mean, I think it's going to be great to to dig into um, how we actually make habits. I think that you are actually going to really love it. I haven't, to be honest, y'all, while we live together, work together, and we are married, um, I haven't really been sharing a lot of this with him. No. He just hears me chat about it with the team. I'm like, we got to do it like this. We got to do it like this because it's going to help people make it easier, make it a habit. And they're all just looking at me like I'm crazy. And so everyone's going to get their mind blown on September 7th. Mind blown. Mind blown in a, the best way, kind of mind blowing up version. So anyways. I love it. What was our question this week? Yeah, we actually had a, a great audience question this week from Helen Lanfear. Um, she DM'd us on the IG, yeah. on the Grammage. Be It Pod is our handle for the podcast on IG. And you can ask any question that you want from yeah. us about anything, uh, and we will uh, you know, happily work it into episodes that are coming up. Life, business, romance, Pilates. Hmm. Spicy. What? Spicy. Uh, love. I love dating advice. It's really fun for me. Today's question uh, from Helen Lanfear is, what are your favorite books that you would recommend? Yeah. Okay. Well, you go first. Okay, cool. So as you know, I'm a process guy. That's like my jam. I definitely like the the idea of getting out of the way and letting automation take over. So we use a tool for our project management that allows us the, the option of replacing ourselves. And that's a weird idea. And that idea is explained in detail uh, in a book by Ari Mizell called The Replaceable Founder. That was very inspirational to me. It's only a, it's a quick read. It's a short book. It's an easy audio uh, listen. And the general idea is create a systematic approach to things that you're doing so that you can Think through how to do it well, right, easy, whatever. And then how can you replace yourself in that? Now, whether you're replacing yourself with full-blown automation or you're replacing yourself with another person on your team who's joining your team, the idea is as the founder of a business, you can't do it all and and you basically need to, to swap uh, yourself out in a, in a way that is manageable by somebody else. Um, so that is an amazing book for all you entrepreneurs out there that I would recommend. Cool. And you know what? Even if you're not an entrepreneur and you are someone who has a lot of things to do and you are wishing that people would help you around the house, around your life, around things, I still think it's worth watching, reading. You yeah. watch it, you read it, or you can listen to it on Audible um, because you can think about, gosh, I can never have someone who cleans my house the way I clean my house. Well, you can. You if totally you, can. If you do this approach from that book. So just for the non-entrepreneurs out there, that's still a good read. Okay, well, I'm going to, I have a few books because Ooh. I love to read. She does. She reads all the time. I, I'm usually reading between two and three books at one time. So first up, Breathe, James Nestor, you're welcome. Changing your life, you're freaking welcome. I am actually taking a breathwork certification because I'm obsessed with this book. So I don't care if you're into Pilates movement or not. It is awesome. Next book that I recommend to everybody is everybody. Everybody. That's how many people. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh, if you do listen to that one on Audible, I highly recommend at least 1.4, maybe 1.5. He is like a grandpa reading you a story. And I, the reason I say listen to it is if you are someone who's a perfectionist overachiever, who's super hard on yourself, you're going to read that book with this tone of voice that's a little bit like judgy. And why I like his voice is he's grandpa and he's like giving you stuff, but it does need to speed up a little bit. And 
It's all about how we get in our own way when we get outside of our comfort zone. So we all are told Mm. life happens on the other side of the comfort zone, but then it's scary. And so some of us like self-deprecate when that happens to bring ourselves down. We worry. I'm a worrier. As soon as something goes good, I start worrying about something else that's going to go bad. And I've I've been, I, I don't know, I'm patting myself on the back. I'd say I've been doing pretty good since acknowledging that. But there's a bunch of other things. Maybe you pick fights with people when life is going really good. Then you get a fight with someone that's called upper limiting yourself. So highly recommend that for anyone who is wanting to be a recovered perfectionist and overachiever. I'm going to keep going because this is my show. Um, <laughs> I also really am super, super into as far as business books go. I'm, I've just started the messy middle and obsessed, obsessed everyone. Yeah, it is. I just downloaded that. Haven't started it yet, but. I know. She told me yesterday, you got to read this book. Got to read this book. I'm like nine pages in and it's like making my whole world make sense because we're in the middle right now. And sometimes I just feel like it's like a freaking bipolar of emotions. It's like up, it's down, it's up, it's down. And then you just go, oh, that's that's actually how business is. So um, for those of you who are trying to make something in your life a business and you're like, some days are good, some days are hell. Yep, you're in it. Welcome to the middle. So (laughs) I just wanted something that would like, make me feel good about myself. And then lastly, um, as this is coming out, uh, you know, towards the end of like, it's like, what is it? Almost the fourth quarter. It's called the art of gathering and it is by Priya something. Her name's not coming to me, but she's amazing. I heard her on Brene Brown's podcast and to be honest, Priya Parker. Thank you. Priya Parker. Um, the art of gathering, how we meet and why it matters. Yeah. So it literally goes into details about having like, if you're going to have a small dinner party, what are the size? And this is not like Susie Homemaker. What are the sizes? Like, what are the size? The size of the party. Like if you're having, what is the size? What of the is party? the size? Like if you're going to have people over for a home dinner party, the size does matter too small. And it's like a double date too big. And now it's a party. And then there's different things. And it goes over like how to be a good host, because if you're not a host, someone will become a host because it's just how human beings are. And that can upset the apple cart. And just, she shares all these different things. She also has a, I'm just with this other Priya. If it, if you're listening or if anyone knows Priya Parker, don't tell her I didn't know her last name. Anyways, <laughs> I, I want her on this show because I, I really, she has this incredible life. Y'all she was raised by two, like her parents got married, but they like on religious reasons get along on no levels. Like one of them was raised like from India. So like doesn't eat meat. Her dad's from the Midwest and he's like super Christian. And like somehow they got married. And then she became this like negotiator for the government because obviously like she grew up in like a household that had been negotiated all the time. And so she wrote this book and she shares some personal stories. And I don't care if you're in business or just someone who wants to have people over your house. Great book. Cool. Okay. That's great. my list. Amazing. Thanks for that question. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> list. I, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure to put all the links to those in the show notes. So you don't have to worry about writing them down or kicking the table. I mean, or uh, anything else like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kicked the table. <laughs> hey, beat listener. What's up, babe? Look, here's the thing. You have told yourself you're going to do something tomorrow. And then you wake up and you hit snooze. And you didn't do the thing. That thing was your workout. That thing was walking the dog extra long. That was meditating. That was reading a book and you missed it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it again tomorrow. But then throughout the day, it's busier. It's busier. You start talking to yourself negatively. You start beating yourself up. And guess what? You miss the next day. 
and you're like, oh, I'm terrible. All the negative self-talk starts pouring in. That's a loop. It's not fun. And guess what? You're not terrible. You just happen to have poor advice on how you create habits and routines because everyone out there is telling you that it takes 21 days to make a habit. Repetition's everything. And you just got to be motivated. And so you think because you can't do it, you must not be motivated or that you just need to have more time. All that stuff is wrong. I'm myth busting all of that on September 7th. We have a three-day replay if you can't join me live, but I'm going to teach you how to create the habits that you want that really do add up to the life you want to live. And you're here listening to this because you want to be it till you see it. So how about we create the habits and routines that literally build up to that? Join me at onlinepilotesclasses.com slash habit to sign up for free. That's onlinepilotesclasses.com slash habit. There's a three-day replay and I got a special gift for everyone who's joining me live. So I'll see you there. All right, let's talk about Kareen Walsh here. Uh, If Jedi Knights were real, Kareen Walsh would be one of them. Uh, She has this uncanny ability to envision the possibilities around any venture that you map out with her. She uses that foresight with her clients, whether coaching one-on-one or working with a trillion-dollar company. Yes, I said trillion with a T. She works with more than one. uh, To make your life easier and more fulfilling while staying efficient and productive, uh, her coaching has changed our lives, and we uh, are so like lucky to have been able to coach one-on-one with her because she works with C-level execs from these massive, massive companies that have, you know, like 10,000 employees and stuff like that. So having her take a look at what we are doing was mind-blowing. So clearly Brad writes the bios (laughs) on these because I I have no idea what a Jedi is. I definitely referenced (laughs) Star Wars in there. Um, yeah, no, Kareen definitely changed our lives. And this is like the power of just being connected to people and also believing that everything happens for you. Like what we got to do with her in 2020. I mean, I can't even imagine how it would have happened the other way that was planned. It, it like was, it was totally different. So anyways, that has nothing to do with this podcast, but just a side note of like, she, she did change our lives and, um, and you know, you just got to trust how all the dominoes fall. Um, so here's something I want to talk about that I loved. What role do you want to play in your business? You talked about this a bit and, um, and she went into like details on, on like, you know, evaluating it and all this stuff. And, and when we say she changed our lives, y'all, I used to be the CEO of our companies and I, I had crazy imposter syndrome around it. It was really like causing me stress and anxiety. I, I, Everything I would read about CEOs. In fact, I was actually listening to Brad's current CEO coach. Like I had downloaded all of his freebies. I listened to every podcast he was on and I was like, okay, I'm learning how to hug a cactus and be a CEO. And I just hated it. And when we met with Kareen, she had us do this simple thing. And when we did it, he's Brad's a CEO. I was like, she's like, by the way, have you thought about switching roles? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, can we do that? Can we do that? Can I not be the CEO of my own company? And it's and it's so funny because I've now met so many female founders who aren't. They are the visionaries. And yeah. um, and so I left that meeting being the CPO, and that felt really good. CPO stands for Chief Product Officer. Mm-hmm. Or we call the Chief Pilates Officer because that just sounds like more applicable. Applicable. And um, anyways, I changed my role. 
this Wh- year. When did you do that? Just like a couple weeks ago, actually, yeah. like maybe a month ago, I was just like evaluating how things felt in my body and how the business felt. And I, w- and then I heard that Simon Sinek said there should be a CVO. And I was like, tell me more. I'm already interested. Chief visionary officer. I'm like, that's exactly what I do. And I am stoked about it. So it's so no matter how big or small your business is, pick the title that makes you feel like you can show up and shine. No, don't pick the one you think you deserve. Pick the one that makes you feel like you can show up and shine. And that's what I'm just so glad she brought that up. What did you love that she said? Yeah. Uh, well, I just wanted to comment on that a little more. I, I definitely, um, uh, you know, if, if you are a small team or a one person team, um, this, the, I, the idea here is you don't need to wear all the hats. Uh, again, going back to my book reference, uh, you know, you don't have to be the website builder and the video editor and the, you know, instructor and the, you know, finance person, all that kind of stuff. You, uh, can definitely switch roles and, uh, you know, become, something that actually lights your fire inside of your business. And so it was a weird permission structure. I mean, it sounds so obvious when you're talking about it like this, but we were stuck in this uh, preconception that, you know, well, Leslie started the company, so therefore she's clearly the CEO. And then my history, my background is operations, so I must be the COO, you know, and and what we what we identified was it that wasn't serving the business. And it was easy. It w- it made way more sense to literally change hats, and um, and then that allowed us to immediately begin restructuring workload and changing things out. So um, it w- it was a major change uh, for us, in, in and it actually made life easier for both of us. Oh, one hundred and move the business forward. So yeah, it leaps and bounds. Yeah, cool. I really loved. Um, uh, actually, you you just literally hinted at it. Uh, uh, Kareen said an annual evaluation, and I thought this is interesting. Um, to you know how 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 often do we you know just keep living and doing and whatever, and we don't actually take a moment to to look back at our uh, last year and evaluate right. And what she was specifically referencing was her. Um, uh, she had a very explosive, um, corporate career prior to becoming an entrepreneur and doing all these amazing things she's doing now. She, at a very young age in her early twenties was like, like jumping the corporate ladder with leaps and bounds. And she said how she did that was she was, um, was definitely not, um, uh, um, she never felt stuck in her, in a position, right? She was like, is the position I'm in, is the role I'm playing, is it serving me? Um, have I learned what I need to learn from it? Have I outgrown it? Have I mastered these things? Uh, what would I like to be learning next? And uh, what is the opportunity uh, that would provide the learning that I want, right? And so uh, it wasn't this like, hope that they give me a raise and maybe I'll get more responsibility. And like, you know, I'm, I'm on this career path of 10, 20, 30 years. No, she was extremely aggressive. And, uh, in, in that, and when she felt that she had gotten everything that she needed out of the role, she started figuring out, out how to move on and move up. Um, and so she changed companies. She moved around the country. Uh, she moved from uh, San Francisco to New York, like did all these kinds of things. And I think they moved to, to Colorado in there somewhere. Anyway, they were not um, feeling, they weren't, they weren't um, stuck. And 
I thought that was really incredible to, uh, I think that it's worth, um, putting this on your calendar as an annual event. Uh, now whether that's over the new years or whatever, but like there needs to be a moment of reflection, looking back on what it is you're doing. Why are you doing it? Are you still doing it for, you know, the reasons that you, you know, were doing it the first time because we change life changes, situations change that affects everything. Um, and you know, looking at, is this still serving me? What would I rather be doing? Yeah. It's just such a good thing. And I, and I, when I've heard her story a few times now between her podcast, our podcast, and just knowing her, um, she had this like natural drive to go, okay, I've, I've, I've gone as far as I can here. I gotta, I gotta go on. And I think a lot of times we tend to wait, like we're like, yeah. oh, what's going to happen? Maybe I should wait. Or, um, I see a lot of people waiting to be kind of almost like recognized or promoted to something that like, doesn't, it's not there. And there's, there's reasons to continue waiting. Like maybe the reflection, you're like, I'm not ready to move on. I'm not ready to move. I, I'm not, you know, and that's also fine too, but so important that it's an annual evaluation. Cause otherwise I don't think if, I don't think that I would have stayed in my old job as long as I had had stayed, were I evaluating every year? Because I probably would have gone, who am I anymore? I don't even know myself. I can't believe what, you know, where, what path I'm on right now. This doesn't fit me. doesn't serve me. But the only thing I could see was I got, I got a paycheck here and I need to pay my bills and I have debt. So I've got to, I've got to stick around because this is a secure income. Oh my God. Can you imagine if people do this in like relationships and stuff? Because I think right. like my previous relationship, had I done an annual evaluation, I probably would have been like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, we don't sign that lease together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, and I think, um, if you're a, a fitness instructor, which I know a lot of you are listening to this, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's like group classes and you're like, I don't really enjoy these, you know, so you can stop. Uh, maybe it's teaching out of your home. Maybe it's teaching, maybe you're driving to somebody else's house to teach them. Maybe it's one specific client is no longer serving you because they're insane and they cause you a ton of stress. Like, I don't know what it is, but when you, when you take a closer look at what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, you know, is it still serving you? Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. I thought it was powerful. I really, I hope if you, if you listen to this and you decide to do an annual evaluation for your life, um, I definitely want to know, and I want you to set the date, screenshot it, make sure it says repeat and, um, and it has it on there. It's yeah. I mean, there's another girl that I've been wanting to have on the podcast who has, um, an evaluation that she does monthly and it really, cause it's, you know, and I won't give it away, but, um, there's just different ways to do it. So pick one, um, whether it's Kareen's or someone else you love and, and do it so that you're not just like waking up one day going, Ooh, it's been four years at this job. And now I have no idea where I want to go. Hey, be it listener. You are listening to this because you literally want to be it till you see it. And you want that motivation and inspiration every single week. And I freaking love you for that. And here's the thing. Last year I created a hundred with me challenge, 100 with me, meaning you give yourself 100% and we do it together. And this month's theme is me, myself, and I. Why is that? Because after a year of what we've all been through, it is so easy to not be a me, myself, and I kind of person. And some people might even think that that's being pretty selfish and I would disagree. And I know you would too, because you're listening to this. We have to fill our cup first and we have to practice doing that. And that takes accountability and it takes community. 
and I have my 100 with me challenge coming up. I want you in it. In fact, I want you and all your friends in it because here is the deal. When you have your friends and family doing something with you together, you change your environment. When your environment changes, big things happen. So go to 100withme.com to sign up. That's 100withme.com, the number 100withme.com to sign up for this challenge. We start in October. We have live workouts together. We have hangout sessions together. We have a group where we can connect together and really share what's going on, what's holding us up from actually doing the things that we say we want to do for ourselves. And the reason we are doing it with Pilates is A, I'm a Pilates teacher, but B, when we connect with ourselves on the mat, we can connect more to others. We can connect to our goals better. How we practice our Pilates is how we practice everything in life. And I know this to be true. We have so many of our OBC members who tell us this, right? So if you've never done Pilates, do not worry about it. I got intro classes for you. And this is the best place to start because you have me in your ear helping you answering your questions. So go to 100withme.com. Join us for this challenge. It's my last challenge for the year. And I really hope you join us. 100withme.com. All right. Well, finally, let's talk about the be it action items uh, that you discussed with Kareen. What bold, executable, intrinsic or targeted action items can we take away from that convo? I'm going first. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My biggest takeaway was, um, I mean, we just kind of talk about a little bit, but it's taking a pause. She talked about taking a pause and using her retrospective exercise, which by the way, is in the show notes. So click on it because she has some great freebies, y'all. Just like dive in. I don't care. Entrepreneur or not go through it because her retrospective exercise is something that I use. Um, It's a great tool. I must use it weekly sometimes because um, it involves celebration and I'm really big on that right now. And also like um, just being aware. So I kind of do it as a weekly thing and also like on a monthly thing that goes with a year. It's a whole thing that I do, but anyways, have fun. She's got a free PDF you can download. uh, It's in the show notes. Um, and, and it allows you to, uh, it's kind of a guided process of reflecting, um, like we were just talking about. Yeah. So anyways, and also just taking a pause, we just came back from a Maui trip and, um, it's, it's so good to just get, just get out of your routine, get out of your regular four walls, get, and just eat and just take a moment, um, to see what you miss to see what you really like. And, um, I just, there's a lot that happens in pauses. Like I get the best ideas, not like head down in my computer, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. What did you like? What was your BA action item you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. So she said at the very end, uh, be it being it is truly showing up, uh, in your truest version of yourself. And the way she said it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that. Uh, and then, and then I was thinking about, I was like, what the hell does that mean? Right? Like, like what, what does it mean to show up in the truest version of yourself? Yeah. And it, I, it, I just want to say, I think like a lot of people listening probably heard that. And, and I agree. It's like, yes, absolutely. Be the truest version of yourself. But I think sometimes we nod our head at them going, absolutely. I have to be myself. I have to be the truest version of myself. But then it's like, well, what, what is the truest version of myself? And, and for, for me personally, I find it a little harder to um, identify like, this is who I am, concrete in the sand. But I 
I found it a lot easier to reflect back on situations where I clearly knew I was not being the truest version of myself. For example, my old job. You know, we did a lot of things with my old job that I wasn't comfortable with uh, when it came to morality and like contracts and partnerships and all this stuff, you know, and and uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics of, of, of dr- digging up, you know, all of this old stuff. But the the truth is, when I was doing my job, I consistently disagreed with my boss consistently for years. And I was like, that's not how I would do it. That's not how I would do it. That's not how I would do it. Right. But again, I felt like I need to get paid and I'm here to do a job. And I told him I would do it. So I'm going to do it. But then the way that we went around doing it, I was not excited about, you know, and, and it, it caused me stress and it caused me anxiety sometimes, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes it wasn't like, like we weren't, we weren't out there intentionally, you know, messing people over, but it also like, sometimes it was like, if I'm going to hire a team, uh, and I'm going to let the team do, you know, work together, I'm going to let the person who's running that team hire the team instead of me hiring them and going, you work for her now. Right. And because then now you're saddling two people together, they might not actually work well together. You know, I mean, stuff like that. There was so many situations where I was like, that's not how I do it. Anyway, when I, when I finally left that job. It took uh, a solid six months for me to decompress and decide what was a normal amount of stress again, um, and then move forward with, you know, running uh, my own businesses and then eventually joining Leslie. And now uh, today it has, it's a night and day difference between who I was even four years ago and who I am today. Uh, Even though I'm doing actually quite similar things, uh, and, and the process of how I'm doing it, it's just now the way I'm doing it is it fits with who I am. So yeah. that was a long-winded response to how do you identify the truest version of yourself? But I think that you can look at what made you uncomfortable in the past and you can at least start there. Yeah, I think that's actually, for a lot of people, it is harder to identify what is and versus what's not. And so, you know, focus on what you're not. And then, you know, you'll start to see the truest version of yourself. And also I think focus on your values like that. If you can get really clear on what your values are and what they're not, that really can help you show up as your truest self because you won't, you won't change who you you won't change your, you won't show up as having values that you don't or like normally um, resonate with. So anyways, that's another tip on, on that. But I, I hear you. It's really, it's really hard um, when you feel like I've got to do this on for social media, or I've got to do this to get people on my classes, or I've got to do this. And one of the things I tell people all the time is like, do not wear a crop top on social media if you don't want to wear a crop top. Oh, like, that, I was just thinking about Erica Quest and her her comment about <laughs> wearing skimpy clothes yeah. and like, you know, is I, that, I talked is to that some- her MO? Like clearly it's not her vibe and that doesn't make her feel comfortable. So she doesn't do that. Yeah. So like, Honestly, if it, if it is easier to figure out like what doesn't vibe with you and then you can start to like look at things and get really clear and maybe it's, maybe that's your own journey that you've got to go on the next few months. It's like, when do I feel like I'm actually my, the most truest version of myself? Um, it makes me think of like Rob Max, like happiness hills and, and valleys. It's the same thing with what you can do the same thing with like your, tr- when do you feel like you're your truest version of yourself? So think about people in your life 
that when you show up, do you feel like you have to put on a show or you feel like you have to be somebody else? And then people on places in your life for you feel like you are the most version of yourself. And then just start to identify what those are so that you can go on this exploration of feeling what that is. Because I agree with Kareen, being it is truly showing up. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think of the family context, but I have, I, I bet that is way more relatable to most people than a work context, you know, Thank and in, you. <laughs> yeah, and in most, in most situations, um, you know, there is like an oblig- obligation to, to be there and put on the smiley face and whatever, but, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to, um, uh, uh, you know, you can limit the amount of time you're talking, spending with family. Um, if it really is a lot of butting heads, and if you're working in a job that you uh, are consistently feeling like this is against my morality, the way we're doing things here, um, you have, you can leave, yeah. you can leave. And I know that it's a scary thing, uh, but there are other options out there. And whether that is getting another job or working for yourself or whatever, um, you know, the only way you're going to get out is if you start planning an exit strategy now, you yeah. know, so well, this is so fun. I I thoroughly love talking to Karine. I was honored that she would say yes. And y'all, there's so yeah, many different ways awesome. you can connect with her. Um, uh, it, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like you got you got to go and binge out on her badass journey podcast. She's got a new situation coming out, but there's some great great episodes in there. So please check her out and you know, um, let us know what you're what you're doing here. Um, okay. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today and all the days that you join us. We are truly grateful to do this podcast for you. Please screenshot this episode, put your takeaway on there, tag Be It Pod. And until next time, be it till you see it. See you soon. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. you see it is a production of as the crows fly media it's written produced filmed and recorded by your host leslie logan and me brad kroll kevin and bell at desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content our theme music is by ali at apex production music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco franco special thanks to our designer jaira mandal for creating all of our visuals which you can't see because this is a podcast and our digital producer jay pedroso for editing all the video each week so you can and to meredith kroll for keeping us all on point and on time
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.